You're listening to the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? Welcome back. We've got another in the latest series, our newest series, the top NFL draft prospects. We're going through all the draft prospects and talking to beat reporters that cover them. And this time, it's cornerback Derek Stingley out of LSU. Intriguing because he's been dealing with a Liz Frank injury, so he didn't do anything at the Combine, but LSU does have their pro day coming up on April 6th, so we'll see more of him there. But, hey, he spoke at the Combine. He said he's the best cornerback in this draft, and we had to find out more. So I caught up with Tyler Natuno. He's the managing editor and writer for LSU Tigers Wire and USA Today, and we talk all about Derek Stingley. What makes him the top cornerback in the draft? Are we concerned about his injuries? And much, much more also who else out of LSU should we be watching for on day two and day three of the draft? We get into all of it. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston, stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network, and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right, let's get right into it. The Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Let's talk cornerbacks. Let's talk specifically Derek Stingley out of LSU. Thanks, first of all, for joining us. And, and your thoughts on Derek Stingley, where he might actually land in the draft yeah absolutely I'm happy to be here and so the thing with Stingley is he's in kind of an interesting position because you're talking about a guy with all the athleticism in the world I mean he's a really special player just just watching you know what he's done when he's healthy but you know as you mentioned he didn't uh, participate in the combine this week he's coming off he's still recovering from a Liz Frank fracture in his foot which I'm not a doctor but I've heard that can be a tough one to come back from so, uh, you know, he's still kind of recovering, hoping to be able to be a full participant at the pro day on April 6th. So we make it to look at him and run through some drills next month. Um, but for the time being, you know, I mean, he's a guy that came in as a, as a true freshman, was a five-star recruit, started every game for LSU and during that national title run. And I mean, he had some absolutely unreal production that year. I mean, six interceptions and 15 pass breakups, I believe, for a true freshman in the SEC pretty unbelievable. And as much, you know, as much talk as that offense gets with Joe Burrow, you know, the defense and, and Derek Singley's play was a big part of that team's success. I mean, I think you look at him, he's a really long player. He's got good size. He's crazy athletic. I mean, there's a clip I saw, I've, I've seen going around Twitter this week of him in practice in 2019 going up against Jamar Chase. And I mean, he's yes. staying with him step mm -hmm. for step, breaking up balls like he's there. So, I mean, I think, I don't think there's any questions, assuming he's got a clean bill of health. I don't think there's any questions about his athleticism, his, his ball skills. Everyone talks about how fluid his hip movement is, stuff like that. He's, he's, he's all there and he's got the NFL skill set there. I think there are questions about him a little bit when it comes to his effort in the run game. His tackling numbers have never been great. I mean, they dropped off with, with really all of its production the last two seasons. He didn't hasn't had an interception since his first year in 2019. You know, missed a couple games in 2020, only played in seven of the 10 games with some injuries and an illness, and then missed all but three games this past season with that injury. So, I mean, we really haven't seen him, and he didn't get targeted a lot as a sophomore either. He didn't get, he, I think he said at the Combine this week, he was targeted 90 times as a freshman and 30 times as a sophomore. That's exactly what he said, yep. yeah. I was going to say, how much does that figure into the lack of interceptions? Just the, and and is there something that can be read into it that he wasn't targeted as much after having such a great freshman campaign? For sure, yeah. Like I think that always plays into it. It's really hard to keep up production like that as a as a, as a corner because I think you see this in the NFL a lot too. You know, once a guy gets a reputation as just a lockdown guy, like you're not going to test him. Like you know, when you're playing LSU, you just know you're not going to throw to Stingley's side of the field when he's there. So. 
I think that definitely, like, I wouldn't personally be too worried about the production as much the last two years, because between his health and his reputation, I think it makes a lot of sense why that dropped off. I think, like I said, I think just with him, the biggest question is we haven't really seen this guy do it on the field in two years in more than two years. So, or almost, I guess, almost three years. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot of questions there, but like I said, I mean, if, if he's recovered from that foot fracture and he's ready to go and can put up some good numbers at the, at the pro day, I don't, I mean, it might, you know, maybe he'd be a top five pick if he had been completely healthy the last two years, but I still think there's a good chance he's top 15 kind of guy. All right. He was the number one recruit in the country coming to LSU. How did he manage those expectations and really deliver and, 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 and make a, such a big impact in his first season? I mean, I think it really just, I think it really just boils down to just how talented he is and how confident he is. I mean, you hear him, you know, he, he said he's the best corner in this draft. Yeah. Um, he's got a strong, you know, sauce Gardner's really good, but he's got an argument for sure. You know, I think he just came in and I think, he was just one of those guys that's too talented to not be on the field. Like, you know, even when he's raw and rough around the edges in some ways. And I think from, from, I think that there's, I think he could do for some improvement in terms of like play to play consistency and like effort, I guess you could say, like, especially, like I said, especially with the tackling game. But I think he's just one of those guys that, you know, he can cover any receiver that you're going to line him up against in the college game. um, And probably most in the NFL too. So I think, I think it was just mostly that. I think he was too good to keep off the field. And I think we saw, I mean, just how when, when you know, you, you, you're scouting a team and you see they've got a true freshman playing at corner, you're like, okay, we'll test that. And then that just didn't go very well whenever they tried. Yeah, I love that he said he's the best cornerback in the draft class when he's playing at his best. And he said it with a lot of confidence. So what does set him apart from uh, some of the other cornerbacks in this draft class? And, you know, what, what is the case mm-hmm. for him being the best cornerback? Tell us some of the strengths of his game. I mean, it, it really just comes down to the fact that he's just very unique in his skill set. It's really rare that you find someone that's, you know, he's, he's got good size. He's six feet. I think he plays a little bit longer than he is. Like, I think he's got, he's got a really good wingspan. He's got you know, just very fluid movement. He's so he's got the athleticism. He's got the size. He's got the ball skills. I mean, he really does have everything you look for in a corner. You just hope that he can develop, you know, become a more consistent all around player, because in terms of coverage, I mean, I I think I think you'd be hard pressed to find a better uh, coverage corner in this draft. I don't think there's really anyone that as good as some of the other prospects are. I don't know if there's anyone that's just quite as talented as he is across the board there. All right. He was a two-time first team, all SEC selection. And, and you mentioned him going up against Jamar Chase in practice. I'd seen those clips as well. They really had gone viral how well he covered Jamar Chase back in 2019. What can you tell us about maybe the best game or the best matchup that you've seen of his during his time at LSU? Well, so the one I can say is that I, uh, I covered him in person for the game against Florida in 2019 when I was working on the Gators beat. So I, I saw him in that game. And I mean, Florida had offensive success in that game, but I mean, just throwing on him, he's just crazy. He made a great play at the end. He, he forced, he, he intercepted Kyle Trask. It was really the only mistake Trask made all game and it cost him the win. I mean, just to see a true freshman in a game like that, like high scoring offensive game, make a play at the end. It was pretty, it was pretty spectacular. All right. What about adversity? I like to find out about these prospects, any adversity they've, they've gone through and how they've handled it and come out on the other side. Um, You know, I mean, I'm sure he's had some, some, you know, some issues along the way, obviously injuries are a major one. I mean, it's tough, you know, to, to have such a big debut season and then be limited to 10 games over the last two years. You know, I think that's been tough. And obviously, you know, for a guy that was a former, 
five-star recruit, number one overall recruit. I'm sure, you know, being sidelined and, and not being able to quite, you know, I'm sure he thought his, his college career was going to pan out a little bit differently after the way it started. So I think injuries, yeah. Injuries yeah. Is, a, is a fair amount of adversity, especially what he's gone through. Yeah. All right. So uh, what about personality wise? I mean, obviously the world got to see Derek Stingley at the podium yeah. and he's full of confidence, but what about cover in your time covering him what has really stood out to you about what he's like off the field or his personality you know I think he's I think he's kind of got that that kind of I guess edge you look for from a corner like I think I when I I think of like the personality of a corner I guess like my mind goes right to someone like Jalen Ramsey or something like that and I think that he's maybe a little bit more reserved than that but I think he's got that that edge and that that kind of confidence and he'll, he'll you know he'll he'll gas himself up and he'll talk some trash if need be, I think. What about other prospects out of LSU that Texans fans can keep an eye out for? Because if it's not Derek Stingley, maybe it might be somebody else in a mid or later round. What are, what are some of the other players that we should be watching out for? You know, I think that a player that has kind of been overshadowed this whole, uh, this whole draft cycle kind of maybe by Stingley is linebacker Damone Clark. He's projected as a, like, day two, maybe early day three kind of guy, but he was insanely productive. He had uh, 135 tackles at LSU this year, which was first in the SEC and second nationally, I believe. And, uh, you know, he's just a guy, you know, and he, he tested really well at the combine. He was in the upper half among linebackers. He's got good size. So, I mean, he's, he's got all the production to, to, you know, to go with what you like to see from a college linebacker. And then he tested pretty well athletically. So I think he's a guy that, Maybe he's a bit of a project player. Like, I don't know if he's a day one starter at linebacker, but I think he's a day one contributor. And I think that he's someone that could end up being viewed as kind of a steal in this class. Also got to give some credit to kicker Cade York. Uh, If there's any kicker that's going to get drafted this year, I think he's got a good (laughs) chance of being that one. You know, one of the better kickers in SEC history and did pretty well at the combine too, so... I love seeing kickers get drafted. Yeah. That's that's yeah. pretty baller when a kicker gets drafted. All right. We're looking forward to seeing uh, the rest of your work. That's Tyler Natuno, managing editor, writer for LSU Tigers Wire and USA Today. You can follow him at Tyler Natuno, N-E-T-T-U-N-O, for all of his work. Tyler, thanks so much for the time, and we look forward to seeing more of your work in the future. Yeah, absolutely. All right, good stuff from Tyler Natuno. And you can check out HoustonTexans.com. We'll have a transcript or written version uh, of this as well. And you can check out some of those names, probably in the Harris 100, for sure in the Harris 100. Uh, he'll have some LSU prospects in there as well. The Pro Day is coming up April 6th. And you know what? Free agency is just around the corner. The draft is just a month away. This offseason is really really speeding by. So you can check out everything on HoustonTexans.com, Texans All Access, 6 to 7 p.m. Mark and Johnny, myself and Drew, we break down what's happening in this offseason. And of course, Texans 360 on Saturday nights with Drew Doherty. I'm actually on it uh, this week. I'm on it every few weeks. So be sure to check that out. We'll recap the week of events as well for you there. But for now, that's going to do it for the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.